What's up? What's up? What's up? I want to apologize up front. I've been kind of under the weather the last few days. So you're getting a very nasally version of Larry tonight. But also uh, the first of a uh, 30-year-old Larry. 32. Everybody keeps 30. saying I'm 30. I'm 32. <laughs> like I've been 30 for a while. I appreciate it. I appreciate no, you, it. You give off a young, yeah, a young man's vibe. I really appreciate that. I, I like to think that I have whimsy still. And you I haven't you still have it. another year or two before you got to start taking medicine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a, my birthday was on Tuesday. I want to say special thank you to Justin in particular for wishing me well. And then I had a nice party with some friends weekends, probably why I'm sick. Uh, but at that party, I got to meet one of our patrons, a Mr. Ginger Thrust. Yeah. How, how was that? How did that go? I was drunk by the time he got here. <laughs> For people who who know me at all, I am a teetotaler, which is someone who doesn't drink. So it was the first time I drank since the cabin with you guys. Yeah. And even then, I was keeping it calmer than the rest. Uh, I was not keeping it calm. I, I had a... I only had like six Coors Light left in my case. Yeah. Which I don't do anymore. And we were doing shots at the bar and... But yes, I, I recovered. <laughs> I drank a lot of Pedialyte. Uh, not never again. So I'm too old for that. But no, it was great to see him. We went out to brunch the next day, and it was really nice. It was it was really 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 nice. So uh, shout out to him for coming up to see him. And we were talking about after tax season going down and visiting him. It's only a five hour drive. So oh, that's not too bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad at all. But uh, Justin, what has been new with you? Um. I watched that 90s show. Okay. Mostly Damn. because I, well, I don't know how I feel about it. I ha- I am very nostalgic for that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if I didn't like that 90s show because it's not the characters I love, except for Kitty and Red who are like, car- carry that show in, to me personally. Um, yeah. Other than that, I man, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure where I feel, uh, how how I feel about it just yet. The I think thing I've it. noticed, and what I'm kind of concerned about with the, the Frasier reboot, is the forced laugh tracks in shows. Well, so I didn't realize that that 90s show was actually filmed in front of like a live studio audience. Yeah. So. But even so, they had the sign to laugh. And it's just oh, like, yeah. it's like with Frasier, right? Like. I think in a world post like The Office or like post like Parks and Rec where we've seen that kind that of stuff, similar yeah. kind of show without the the laugh track, I think yeah. it makes it harder to watch new stuff because the old yeah. stuff you have nostalgia for, like your Friends or your '70s show or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't. I that's I'm my theory. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also watched episode three of Last of Us. I'm not going to talk about it, obviously, but. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Absolutely, we are. I don't want to spoil it, was, it too much. It, no, it's no. It's been by the time they hear, it's been over a week. The fourth episode will have been out. Okay. It that, is. The, it is a perfect episode of television. That is hands down my favorite episode of like any television ever. Uh, I told Devin not only was it a beautiful episode of television. If someone says they don't like it, it is the best filter I've ever found in my life for cutting someone out of my circle. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like it's perfect. It's absolutely like, on every level, on every so level. Good. 
and and I had a little bit of an idea because we didn't watch it till Monday. Okay. And I kind of saw people's reactions to stuff, and I saw a little bit of TikTok. I actually got off TikTok, but I started to see a little bit. But I was watching Dev out of the corner of my eye because she didn't know anything. So, man, oof. That I was not. I like. I assumed that they would build a little on Bill's uh, story. Oh man, I was not ready for that. Oof. And Rachel was telling me last night that apparently there's a two hours. Long yeah, there's cut. a two hour cut. Yep. I'll be interested. So they cut it down because of how emotionally devastating it was. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Neil Druckmann who said he was like crying so hard it hurt by the end of the two hour cut. I believe it. it yeah, it was a. I've watched a lot of TV. Like, yeah, yeah. There's episodes of like Sopranos or Breaking Bad that I will put way high up there. Granted, I, I want to see where all the other stuff falls down. But this yeah. one episode in a microcosm is oh, it's amazing, it's beautiful, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, other than that, I beat Bioshock. Uh, I've been playing on my Steam deck. I played it entirely on my Steam deck. Okay. Uh, and other than that, I can't. I bet talk. that would be fun. It was. It was. Deck. It was a lot of fun, and I'm. I'm really noticing actually that having the Steam deck has like really helped me because I had to play like a lot of stuff for like writing and stuff. Yeah. And I find that it just like makes it easier because I don't have to like, okay, all right, well I got to go to <coughs> my PC and go. Cause a lot of it's like PC stuff, like yes. PC games. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to like, oh, okay. Like slog down here and turn on the computer. I can just like sit in bed and play it. And it's great. I had a Vita for a little while in college before I had to sell it for yeah. Xbox. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I loved it. Because of the ability to like play, some oh, man. they didn't do a lot of support for it. Yeah, but some new releases. Oh, I have a Vita in this room somewhere. Actually, it's uh, amazing. It's just one of my yeah. favorite. Like, that and the PSP, I think, were underutilized by yeah. Sony because oh, I had a PSP dude, that was hacked, so like I can play yeah. all those like old games on it and shit. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, if you do get a Steam Deck, it is like. It's a whole new world. It's amazing. Like I've, I've, like I said last week, I've been playing PS2 games on it. I've been playing like yeah. newer stuff on it. Um, but that being said, other stuff I've been playing, I can't talk about. But I can talk about next time we record, and I'm really excited to talk about it next time. Um, but I think that is it. What about you, Larry? So for TV, you mentioned the Last of Us already, and yeah. we didn't spoil anything, but it is a beautiful, perfect hour and 15 minutes of television that you should watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I finished the Dahmer show. Okay. Um, I I liked how it ended because it definitely felt like it focused more on the people around him who were affected by what he did instead okay. of focusing on him. So I, uh, I do have a question about that. Yeah. Um. So apparently, was it like, it's on Netflix, right? Like that's who made yep. it? Apparently Netflix didn't like talk to any of the families before like making the show or anything. That's a shame. They should have. Yeah. I, I I didn't know any of that. Yeah, like no, said, I'm, I just, I'm just curious if that years. like changes anything for you. I don't I don't know because I I never. Watched, I didn't. I didn't watch. Yeah, it, so, so. I, I I can't speak to it. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say what I liked about it is that it didn't feel like it was like a like a glowing. Or just like a fixation on Dahmer. It felt like it okay. was looking at more than that. But I, I didn't know any of that. So 
No, I, I um, and I don't mean to like ruin your experience. I'm, I'm just curious because I don't. I... You're good. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, um, I've been watching Sao while I play video games. Just on the side. How's that? I'm not going to get fine. It's I forgot how fucking weird it gets after Dude, the to initial watch Demon world. Slayer. Like you would love Demon Slayer. It is so the reason. Good. So I I do plan to it, and you're not the only person who's told me that. It's just I can have SA over here because I'm trying to get caught up to where I I stopped watching it. Yeah. So I can do other stuff on this screen mm. while it's playing here because I've already seen it, so I don't need to, like watch it. Okay. Um, movies. I watched the original Mission Impossible because I was forced to for the forcing oh. over on Nick Cage. Uh super cool. Oh yeah, great movie. I've never like I've never seen it before and oh man yeah great movie yeah it was it was it was fucking fantastic I watched Infinity Pool when it out my oh, birthday yeah. how was that weird weird after talking to Rachel I feel like I understand a lot more of what I saw um but it's weird it's a lot and when Devin and I walked out of the theater it was like me and Devin and like another couple. And we kind of like walked out together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. And the girl ahead of us turns around and is like, thank you, because I don't know what I just fucking watched either. <laughs> so it, it's like that kind of movie. It, it's not yeah. bad. Um, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I'm going to watch the other two movies now, too. Yeah. Um, just weird. <laughs> You're going to get a lot with it. Uh, games, I also beat Bioshock for the first time ever. And then I am almost done with Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I am over halfway done with the Boo Saga. So what's next after Kakarot? So I, I have two of my my back catalog. OG Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And I have to finish my platinum platinum. My 100% playthrough of Resident Evil 4 on Steam. Yeah, and all it. that is is playing through on on a, a hardcore. Okay, and you want to do that before remake? Yeah. Okay. Which shouldn't be bad. The seven one's going to slow me down because, um, like, next Friday is the like Hogwarts game, and I'm excited for that. But then also we have games for the show. Like we have Condemned. Um, I want to. I want to play Crisis Core. I, I'm excited to play Crisis Core, but I want to beat yeah. seven first. And it's literally just sitting there waiting for me to play it. So. I, that's what I said. I don't know how you do it. I just. It was, and then has the made thing that is, a lot easier. The, I will tell you that. <laughs> the Sons of the Force is coming out, and I know once that comes out, like nothing else is going to matter. Yeah. Like it's going yeah. to be it. So, books. I've been slacking a little bit. I finished one. I finished the first Percy Jackson book, The Lightning Thief. Did you read okay. those as a kid? No, never. He's a demigod. His dad's Poseidon. And it's like what's set in the modern world. It's fine. I'm on this. I started the second one, and then I'm reading a book called The Bone Spindle. I got the second one in that to review, but I'm behind on it. But there is one thing I wanted to talk to you about. It's kind of an other. It was a. It was recommended to me through TikTok, and it is a horror manga called Uzumaki. Sounds Have you familiar. heard of it? It sounds very familiar. Uh, how do you spell it? U Z U M A K I. I think I'm pretty sure Uzumaki means spiral. 
Um, oh, it's by uh, um, Junji Ito. Yeah, his like style of horror is like huge in like manga and like anime and stuff like that. I think you should read it. Okay, it's like okay. six hundred. Like the collected version I had was like six hundred pages. Um, if you some... like that style of horror, uh-huh. um, check out World of Horror on Steam. It's on my wish list, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for it to go on sales. It's on my it's on my wish list. Yeah, I did not know it was by him, but I. Well, it's not by him, but it's like it's like. Uh, Ooh, that's uh, kind of visual stuff. Yeah, he. It's like. Oh my god! Inspired by like his okay art. So I didn't know anything about it going into it. I just heard it was like like scary manga, and I wanted to kind of break up the Dragon Ball <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, of it all, right? So so yeah, um, I read it. I thought you would like it since obviously we're a horror podcast. It's got some pretty spooky stuff, some pretty spooky subject matter, um, but it's not like graphic or gory or anything. It's just like rough rough to look at you know what i mean yeah 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 but yeah that's it i'll, I'll stop talking to people stop hearing me sniffling all over the fucking place <laughs> <laughs> i'll cut out the one cough but i'm not cutting it the sniffles <laughs> no that's fine I, yeah that's why i i, I warn everybody up front that they, they they knew what they were getting into but with that, everybody we're going to play some music and review bioshock Jay, floor is yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, your face is in the way. Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna move you out of the way there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Bioshock is a first-person shooter developed by 2K Boston, who later turned into Irrational Games. Uh, it was published by 2K. It came out in August of 20 or sorry, 2007. Now, do you know what other game from Irrational Games we have played before? It feels I, like Bioshock, I will tell you that. Can I have a hint? Uh, it was a PC game. It wasn't Wrath of Malachi, was it? Lead developer Ken Levine had created Irrational Games in 1997 from former members uh, from his first game, System Shock 2. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, we did. We played both the System Shocks, didn't we? No, just the, first, or just the second one. Okay. Yeah. The, fir- the first one's kind of rough to get into now. <laughs> the but... second one was rough. <laughs> The second one was rough. Yes, okay. So, uh, apparently he had attempted to pitch a sequel to System Shock 2 to EA, but the publisher rejected the idea based on the poor performance of uh, System Shock 2. Okay. Uh, Rational would eventually develop games like Freedom Force and Tribes. Have you ever heard of any of the Tribes games? They're big, like, Mm -hmm. PC shooter games. Um, Yeah, if it's shooter, I'm probably... 
Yeah, I'd I'd probably figure, lack. But I probably lacked. If it wasn't lack. Halo. <laughs> Um, in 2007, the team had come up with like the core gameplay mechanic, uh, based on like it was it was it was obviously nowhere near what it was. Um, but um, oh, where was it? Sorry, there's like oh fuck ton. So I'm just trying to pick out like the no, good it's, stuff. It's, I mean, it's a classic in the genre. There should be a fuck yeah. ton. Um, the game's lead designer. Bill Gardner actually cited uh, Resident Evil as a significant influence on Bioshock, stating there are all these nods and all these little elements that I think you can see where Bioshock or where Resident Evil inspired us. I definitely uh, can see it. Yeah, sure. they were obviously particularly influenced by Resident Evil Four, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's just one. Oh yeah, here we. I'm not sure how much I really want to read on this because it's like kind of dry too. But do you know the all-time sales of Bioshock? Is it include the remastered? Um, ooh, That's what second. I played. Okay, um, you, you played OG. Let right? me see if I can find just remastered. Uh, no, I ended up playing the remastered. Ooh. Okay, I have the remastered sales units. 171,000. That's surprisingly low. Uh, I got to go back and find. Um, but the series in total has sold more than 41 million copies by last November, basically. I remember Infinite being a real big thing when it came out. Yeah, Infinite is also... <sighs> Infinite is very divided. I have kind of gotten that vibe as well. It's got real racist overtones to it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. I think we'll talk about the future of Bioshock on the podcast probably at the end. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get too much into the because there's like story and theme developments and like they get like really into like the the game design, but. I mostly just want to talk to you about your... Because for those who don't know, this is your first time ever playing Bioshock, a game that came out in 2007 and blew the world, like blew everybody's mind when they played it. Um, But yeah, so I'm just going to do my 60 seconds and let's get into this. I'm not even going to put a stopwatch on you. I'll give you a three, two, one, but you said it's a little bit long. I think it is. I didn't practice it. All right. So So three, two... One, go. In 1960, our protagonist, Jack, is on a plane that crashes in the Atlantic Ocean. He finds a lighthouse and takes the bathysphere inside down to Rapture, an underwater utopia created by Ryan. We hear Atlas over a radio who asks us to stop Ryan because he's gone mad, basically. Uh, Fighting our way through splices and big daddies, we eventually come to Ryan where he explains... We are his illegitimate son sold to Fontaine, who rapidly aged us and made us an assassin. Uh, we learn the phrase, would you kindly, is a tri- is our trigger word, which Atlas uses basically all the time. We kill Ryan brutally and find a Atlas's Fontaine. We become a big daddy to kill Atlas, and one of the two endings happen, depending on what you do with the little sisters. It was only that 45 was seconds. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you okay. were way under. Okay. It seemed a lot okay. longer when I was writing it on my phone today. So. <laughs> uh, so I do want to talk to you briefly about the two endings. 
because I believe okay. we both got the good ending. Um, Un- unintended, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So if know. the player rescues uh, all or all but one little sister, Jack takes them back to the surface with him and adopts five of them as his daughters. Uh, Tenenbaum happily narrates how they go to live on their full lives under his care, eventually surrounding him on his deathbed. And it was cool this. to know that I didn't miss any little sisters when I did that too, because you told me that I didn't. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't know. So the, this, this yeah. ending is also considered canon. Okay, which, cool. Um, well, I can't tell you why. In case we go into uh, another yes, Bioshock, yeah. it ties into another Bioshock. If the player harvests more than one little sister, Jack turns on the little su- on the little sisters at the end when they're like going after uh, uh, Fontaine yeah. there. Uh, to harvest their atom. Uh, Tenenbaum sadly narrates what occurs, condemning Jack and his action. A U.S. Navy submarine then comes across the plane's wreckage and finds itself suddenly surrounded by bathyspheres containing splicers who attack the crew and take control of it. The submarine is revealed to be carrying nuclear missiles, with Tenenbaum claiming that Jack now has stolen the terrible secrets of the world. The little sisters Jack harvested through... Or, sorry, the more little sisters... Jack harvests throughout the game, the harsher and more furious Tenenbaum's narrative becomes. Cool. Yeah. So obviously we both got the good ending where everybody... When you said they were holding her, there was no way I was going to fucking kill her. There was no way. Exactly. <laughs> Without even knowing he was leading me to the good ending. There was just no way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Larry. Yeah. How do you feel about the plot of Bioshock? <clears throat> there were times where I was I guess when the Ryan thing happened I was a little confused like when he basically gave himself to you yeah okay like it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere and he had you kill him but like we don't know if it was actually the real him because then we go through that little gauntlet where we like suck Adam out of those three clones or dead bodies of him. Because we are Ryan, right? We're a clone of Ryan. No, we are his illegitimate son. Okay. So I'm okay. So I definitely missed that. I thought we were a clone of him. So I, I remembered from my first time playing that we were his son. So I actually like did a little digging Okay. And it is uh, one of like a Ryan, one of Ryan's mistresses, basically like sold the embryo to Fontaine. Okay, and then they okay. like rapidly aged him and then turned him into assassin, basically. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I missed that part. I thought we were a clone. I thought we were an age like a, like a Clone Wars kind of oh, aged okay. of clone okay. of him. I knew we were we were related to him in some manner. Okay. Um, so the memories we had, thinking that we were a clone, the memories were implanted to help yeah, us they're like think his, that we like, grew up real? Well, I think though it's like, because you have some of uh, Ryan's like genetic code in you, I think it was like yeah. that or, I don't know, something. No, it's, it's fine. I think like we don't do a score for like replayability. This is yeah. a game I would replay again, probably for the story, to kind of see what I missed because of the big reveals throughout. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think that this... So, 
the reason I wanted to make sure I brought up System Shock 2 mm-hmm. is because um, the, whatchamacallit, so like diaries and logs and yeah. stuff like that. Bioshock is probably one of the best ways ever implemented is that you don't have to like navigate off what you were doing. You can just like, for me, I picked one up and I can just hold a, and it would start playing while it I was reminded me a lot of doom three. In yeah. That way. And, and it helps because then I don't have to sit there like in crystal protocol, for example, if you mm-hmm. get an audio log, you have to sit there with the game paused, listening to the audio log. It won't let you move around, which is like a big no, no. Yeah. Me, personally. It pulls um, you out of it. Yeah, well, exactly. And this kind of like lets you experience the world while kind of like getting deeper lore in it as well. So the problem with me with it is I guess you're right, but if anybody knows me and my approach to survival horror games, it is resource hoarding. And I think the first time you and I talked about it, I had used none of my guns. I was only yep. using the wrench. And I was just like basically shocking people running up and smacking them. So I died a lot in this game. And we'll talk about that in gameplay, but I kind of then adapted what I would do in like a Resident Evil knife only run, which is where you just blow past shit, right? And go grab the next thing. And especially in this game, again, we'll talk about how in gameplay, the respawn system is very nice. So there yeah. were times where I would do that, go grab a recording, listen to it, and then die, and then have to like, and it would mess it up. So that's probably where I missed some of the finer details then. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't do that in Bioshock. <laughs> Bioshock is just like use whatever whenever you will get some more later. Be- Once like, you told I- me I that, it, cha- it changed it yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't die, <laughs> but that's because. <laughs> you never died once? No. You just Dude, go there was a fight. The fight in the. Uh, we had to kill all the. Um, like, there was like the four people and like the, the, the hitmen. You had to go kill different people for him. Oh, uh, Sander Cohen. That's his yeah. music, actually, that I played. I got fucking rocked in his fight. I used all my ammo. Okay. I yeah, got see, obliterated. I was just like, I was using it. I was crafting items. I was I was using it all every time I saw um, like security drones and stuff. I'd shock them and hack them and just like Those my auto sh- Dude, that shit fucked me up, too. Yeah, you get, like, if you, like, play it for how it is, like, just use whatever you can uh-huh. as you take it, It I find it plays a lot smoother, too. I mean, we'll get into that in gameplay, because yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like our, our scores are going to differ a lot in gameplay. Um, but, no, I, I, I thought the plot was cool. The thing that, and this is not going to affect this, but the question I kind of have as I sit here with it mm-hmm. is, I've heard Bioshock 2 people don't like. Yes. I don't know why. I just heard people don't like it. And then Infinite, I've heard people don't like it. And I've heard that it doesn't really tie into the story of Bioshock 1. So, So like, is this story... It must not be because you mentioned it earlier. So this story isn't, like, in and of itself? It is. the The only reason it ties into another Bioshock... So I'll just tell you, it ties into DLC for uh, Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Um, Bioshock 2 is the same, like, I believe Bioshock 2 wasn't even made 
by like Ken Levine who made Bioshock one. Um, it just feels bad to play. (laughs) Yeah. It was made by like a completely different person, a completely different team. Uh, he came back for Bioshock infinite Bioshock infinite. The gameplay (laughs) is a lot of fun. Um, but there's like, there's some stuff that <laughs> that you need to deal with in that that okay. does not feel good to play. But yeah, uh, I liked Tannenbaum. Mm-hmm. I liked finding out that Atlas was a piece of shit. I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, uh, there were some vibes. I thought the the would you kindly thing was a cool like trigger phrase for the murdering. And I loved like the second to last mission where you had to go around and collect the pieces to become a big daddy. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, that's like thematically the, that was, especially since you saved all the little sisters. Yeah. It made I more felt sense that, that way, thematically. Right? It was, yes. Yeah. Um, I, so I remember when the would you kindly thing first happened and it was like fucking like, cause that's not kind of the storytelling you would get back in 2007. No, uh, not at all. That's why it's cool. That's why I said, I, I you don't do replayability, but I want to go back and like listen to it when he says it and all the shit we do because yeah, he knows the trigger words. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And like I don't know. I, I agree. I think there I think there definitely is like some like slowdown and it, it definitely takes like a while to kind of like get going, but I think once it gets going, it does a good job of like leading you yeah, on. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't right. have like many bad things to say, but I this, have nothing so. bad to say. I there again, there's a confusion and stuff, but it's the kind of confusion that makes you want to go back and get the clarity, right? To yeah. hop in, I, I was afraid to go into a wikia because usually that just leads you to finding out everything. And since there's yeah. still two more out there that I would like to play at some point. Yeah, and I, you will like I said, so like two is like takes I mean it takes place in um Oh my Arcadia? god. <laughs> no, not Arcadia. What's Arcadia? Uh, Why is that word at the top of my head? R- Rapture. Rapture. What? The, where the fuck did Arcadia come Arcadia. from? Arcadia. Um. I dude, I don't know. Uh, what the is it fuck? from Sword Art Online? Me, it, I, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm on. Rapture. I'm on a lot of cough syrup. Okay, like Jesus uh, Christ. So, Arcadia. Uh, Bioshock Two takes place in. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh my God, Rapture. I said Rapture, yes. <laughs> now known as Arcadia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also think that I had nothing bad to say. I gave it a nine. I really liked yeah. it. I liked the reveal. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do more. And I think I would have gotten that clarity from you from talking about it. But also, I thought that this was a really well contained story. And I loved it. Yeah, I, I also gave it a nine. I mean, I've always loved this story. And yeah. So you were afraid. I was going to not gameplay. Yes. So I mentioned that I got my shit rocked a lot. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who has played a video game with me knows that if there is a stealth component, I am your Leroy Jenkins. I, I, I do not do it. There's like, not stealth component here. Well, with the, with the, um, the motion sensor cameras. I got oh, dude, I just walked shit. right up to them with a shotgun and fucking blasted them away every time. <laughs> I was trying to run through. Uh, <laughs> so I died a lot. I died to the turrets. I died to them. I never really died to like the general splicers. I died to a lot of the bomb stuff. 
I died to Big Daddies all the time because I would just run up to them and just try to go one mono a mono. Oh man, um, uh, electro buck shots are like where it's at for electric or for Big Daddies. And what I will say is, one, the deaths were my fault. I never felt like the game fucked me. Yeah, it was me and my play style and how I play shit that was leading me to the to those deaths. Yeah, but I felt like it was okay because the revitalization system in this game and the money you can grab by looting corpses and stuff. Yeah, and being able to like hack the the machines to like buy your med kits or heal yourself. I felt like this game allowed me, a bull rush kind of player, to have a great time. And I could see someone who was more meticulous and like well thought out and like like almost like that's why I said stealth. Like you could almost play this like super sneaky. Like they were like even add-ons to you that you could do to make your sneaky moves better. Yeah, um, absolutely. I thought that this gameplay for a game that came out in 2007, I have nothing negative to say. I was blown away. I liked the arrow navigating where you went. Even knew were like differences in floors, which was beautiful. Like if you were in the wrong yep. floor or whatever. I love the different powers you could get. I like the segment where like you're trying to cure yourself of the mind control and yeah. then it's going fucking crazy and you had to like do all these weird things. Um that's okay. I do have one complaint. Okay. Resident Evil 4 had Ashley. This game has the little sisters. Would you have oh, to the escort end them? The end segment. We get the escorter to all the bodies to pull the atom out. She yeah. got me killed several times by the big daddy with the uh, spinning blade. Because like, I'd, I'd be backing up and she'd be behind me and I couldn't move through her. So I would just get skewered. And like she was super slow and just. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, that, that that is definitely. That AI was. That is definitely like the slow burn of the game. Uh, because I. I, I and she sits at those bodies for a long fucking time. Oh, dude, just like see it's the thing. An ammo with, suck. So what I did is I just I took over all the turrets in the areas and just like sat back and watched <laughs> watched it all happen. I was like, okay, use my Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I think the big the big daddy fights are like fun. Uh, They're I fun. Think it was, it, it's definitely like one of the highlights for me when it comes to gameplay because it's always like when you hear them mm-hmm. clambering around you just like I immediately uh, would go into like okay what do I have on me okay I can use this and this and this and <laughs> yep. I'll take them down no problem yep. so I mean I, and it's, it's stuff like that that I enjoyed and obviously like I had one glitch on me what's that I had one big daddy glitch on me Oh really? What it did like it do? charged me, and behind me was a desk, and it must have hit it and ramped up, so it was like stuck in, in it. And the little sister was like stuck in the <laughs> ceiling, so I hopped on the oh. desk and just hit it with the wrench till it died, and then grabbed the little sister down. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I, I, so I like them, and then you're talking about like how you hear the big daddies approaching and stuff. I also yeah. like the 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 enemies that were like singing like Jesus loves me. The side. Oh, dude, it's like it is an auditorial nightmare, but in like a good way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I think we will get to in audio. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I think there's like a lot of this game is also like very fast and fluid. If you want to 
play like that, which is like how I normally yeah. play. It just mm-hmm. like run around and know, shoot people, I guess. Yep. Um, use the powers are fantastic. Uh, they really make it so you can like choose what whatever works for you, and it can you can get the job done. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say. Yeah. I gave it a nine and a half and it literally lost a half a point because of the AI for the little sister, but it's such a small part of it. Yeah. I give it a 10 audio. I love the classical music that's in it. I'm a sucker for it. Like resident in OG resident evil where you have to play the moonlight Sonata. Oh yeah. Me too. I, I'm right there with you. Like, it's just like, there's just something about it. This is like, I'm a, I'm a fucking sucker for it. So I'll put that out there. But like, the voice acting was great. Not just for your main players. Everybody. From the enemies, they all felt different. Yep. Um, you felt Tannenbaum's, like, attachment to the little sisters. Like, I... You, you felt, like, the evil in Atlas. You felt, like, the condescension from Ryan. I just... Like, I... I literally sat here the whole time. Nothing else... Uh, no podcast, no movies, nothing. Just sorry, hiccups. Fully engrossed in it. I have nothing negative to say about audio. I thought it was perfect for a game. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, I agree. Like it is perfect. I mean, even like when you, like you had mentioned, if you like are like walking around, you can like hear the splicers talking to each other or talking to themselves because they're kind of fucked up. Or mm-hmm. you can hear like the little girls like talking to. The little sisters talking to the big daddies. Yeah. You can hear them, like like I said, kind of clambering around because they're fucking huge, giant things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have nothing negative. You can hear the spiders on the ceiling like when they're moving around yes. around you. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's like you hear, like, you can, like, the, the nice thing, too, is, like, as long as you're paying a little bit of attention, you can also hear when you're close to, like, a vending machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, I... I can't think of what I, whatever one of them says, but is it a howdy yeah. cowboy or what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever? But like, like ammo, yeah. No, it was it was awesome. I gave it a ten. I also gave it a ten. How scary! You may go first, sir. Okay. Um, so I kind of mentioned the auditorial nightmare. Uh, I mean, it's true here, too. Uh, I, I think it really plays into, like, the horror of it all. Um, especially the way the game treats its splicers. It's never, like, they're just mindless. They're very, like, meticulous. Well, some of them. Um, <laughs> and, like, they're always, like... It, there's always, like, a lot of, like, whispers going on in the game, which, like, people whispering and, like games and stuff just freaks me out um i think even like uh the end not 90 percent of the big daddies i'm not like too you know mm-hmm. horror about i guess i don't know how to word that but uh the final one you can see it beforehand like going crazy yeah and you, up, and on, the, it, up like, on the roof yeah and you know like okay this isn't just like a regular big daddy this is like something's going on this is um, the bigger daddy yeah this is the the big daddy and like when he no, kind we're, of like we're the burst. big daddy <laughs> well yeah okay, that's fair we are adam but, sandler <laughs> oh god uh but yeah like i don't want like when it bursts through the roof it has like a like a more deranged 
presence than like the other mm-hmm. big daddies and, I, and that definitely affected me and I know there's like a lot of like the whole Cohen part where you're like going and taking pictures of all these bodies and like how mm-hmm. he's presented is just very like like pig from Batman it reminded me a lot of uh, do you know pig yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it reminded me a lot of like him and I don't know. I think there's a lot here that I personally find like creepy, like very, very creepy and like gets under my skin a lot, but I can also see why somebody wouldn't. Cause it is like definitely like more leaning towards like, I mean, it's an action shooter, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. I, I can definitely see that. So one of the games, or one of the things we talk about constantly we would like to go back and revisit is The Last of Us. Yes. And notoriously on that, I said it wasn't a horror game. Yeah. And I wanted to give it a zero. And I was like, one of the very few times, if you ever want to hear Justin actually get upset, it's one of the few times. Yep. (laughs) And so I think if I were going to play that, I'm actually planning on replaying it when it comes out to Steam in March. So I thought maybe we could do a special episode. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to do the same. Um, Okay. Want to bring it up here. You kind of said that this could not be that scary to some. And I think that some of the things that could make it like truly terrifying were like, were kind of taken away. And that's like the very generous revitalized system. You don't lose your gear, you don't lose your items, you don't lose your growth, you just go back a little bit and go forward. Yeah. Fine. But what you mentioned with the audio stuff, right? Yeah. Like, the fact you can hear these motherfuckers before you turn a corner, that you hear the little sisters talking to the big daddies as you're walking around. And it's not like, I mean, they're talking nicely, but it's like, it's that like weird, creepy kid. Yeah. Talking. And like I mentioned, like the spider people on the ceiling, there was literally one time, it was like when the room with all like the like the electric wires, where okay, I thought yeah. I heard something, I looked up and it's falling down on me. Like, so there are times where I definitely think it kind of goes away because it's like, there is no wait if I die. There's no punishment because yeah. you just go back a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, so like there is that. And I, I, I do understand that. But like, I think what makes a good survival horror game outside of the having to survive is the atmosphere. Resident Evil nailed it. The Forest definitely nailed it. Silent Hill nailed it. I think this nailed it too. I think it's a little bit below that because those games feel like... Well, for those are sake, like all-encompassing horror, really, whereas this is more like... Yeah, it's dabbling in it. It's playing around yes. with it, right? Yeah. And like in like Resident Evil, like, you have to literally have a fucking tape in order to save the game like yeah like it's 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 a different beast like it's just a different kind of thing but that by no means takes away from this it's just different and if you were to tier it which is what we do on the show i think it is like in a lower tier but it's not that low and it's the same reason like with the last of us if you ever go back and review it i think i would not be like the like so critical of it because like there are times when you're walking around the clickers are going like like yes, I was frustrated with the gameplay, but it sounds like in the remaster it's those frustrations kind of go away. Oh yeah, the the remake like completely I won't I won't say completely changes it, but it definitely like brings it to a more like 
modern. It definitely feels yeah. a lot more modern. Because I was, and that was part of the issue too. Is like it's hard to be afraid when you're fighting the fucking controls. But yeah. on this one, the controls are butter smooth. Like this game, like I don't know if I would have felt the same way if I had played it as a kid. It sounds like you did have that experience. But I'm happy to have played it now. I'm happy to have played it in tandem with you and be able to discuss it with you. This and game is the reason I bought an Xbox 360. Really? Yes. Oh, was it Xbox it was, exclusive? Um, yeah, it was uh, when it originally came in. Then yes. that would explain why I never played it. Yeah. <laughs> that that would explain it. <laughs> but no. Um, so if I were to give it a score, uh, I think I would give it a seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, I had it down as a seven. The whispering, and like I said, the spider falling on my fucking head was was a lot. Justin, to review the scores, for plot, we both gave it 9. For gameplay, I gave it a 9.5. You gave it a 10. For audio, I, we both gave it 10s. And for how scary, I gave it a 7.5. You gave it a 7. That gives it a Here's Johnny score of a 90. And on this show, it's not high enough to get it cracked into the top 10. But really? it is tied with two other video games. Would you care to guess? 90 video games. Um, Here, so one... One of them is Resident Evil. Nope. Like a Resident Evil. Nope. Really? I'll give you a clue. One was a patron-forced entry from someone we hung out with together. Oh, Outlast? Yes. Yeah, okay. And the other one is a fight that I had with someone when we were reviewing it that we still have to this day about the ending. (laughs) Last of Us 2. (laughs) That's correct. Those are both... Other, our other two 90 things. Um, with 91s, we have three movies, The Conjuring, Doctor Sleep, and Jaws. And with 89s, we have two. We have OG Alien and Aliens. Okay. So it is mm. It is up there. And I mean, I, I agree with its placement. I think it's a very fitting spot for it. I've always said anything above a 70 is worth your time. Oh, with how we with how we break stuff down. Yeah. All right. So with that, oh wait, one last thing. We have Bioshock Two and Bioshock Infinite. Yes. I had no problem playing them. I already own them. Okay. Um, I will tell you this. Bioshock Infinite is definitely the. It's like I've heard (laughs) it's the least scary, but I've heard it's the most religiousy. Yes. Like, I think oh man, I feel like <laughs> infinite would fit very well within this season, even, yeah, <clears throat> I will play Bioshock two if you would like <laughs> you, well, you know my brain, yeah, well, well what, what we should do is okay, chew on it, think about okay. it. Because okay. next week in the Valentine's Day episode for the campfire right. chat, our patrons are going to hear us slot the stuff we want to do, like the Resident Evil yes. 4 remake, um, the Evil Dead movie. Like we're going to start slotting these extra things in here to kind of extend it out. So yeah. let's put Bioshock 2 and Infinite in the docket. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. Yes. And so with that, everybody, that's a review of Bioshock. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're going to play a quick commercial and then head on in to the close. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. 
Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, one of my favorite YouTubers, The Outer Middle Show, Mm -hmm. Mad Vlad, uh, is doing one final playthrough of The Forest. Interesting. Before the new one comes out. Yeah. To like I'm surprised he time. hasn't had like hands on with it. <clears throat> um he has been critical of End Night. Um with this the last of a or last of us with uh, some of the forest rollout. Mm. He feels like for a company that has been so forthright, he feels like they've kind of, he's been vocal about them being kind of close to the chest with this one. Let me take you to one of the questions I have uh, listed to ask them uh, okay. is sorry. Is it the one? I, is it the one I tried to put into words for you? Like because like because no. that's the question I have. No, is I like, didn't. I did not ask that one. I, I did not phrase it. Like yeah. it is a question I want to know, but it's like how do you ask that without being accusatory or judgy towards either one of those parties? So one, the very middle question is. Lately, Ed Night Games is, has been notoriously quiet. Not yes. so much as a peep until you feel like something there. You have something big or important to say. This is an interesting approach in the modern era of Twitter, where everything, every small bit of information gets announced and shared. How mm-hmm. does the team handle this, and why? Yeah, because they like they would fucking have countdowns for minor updates to the game and they were fully transparent with like base force mm-hmm. right so like and he was just kind of saying like we don't like it's cool but like just tell us where you're at like why are you being so closed-lipped because it makes it making people nervous based on your prior approach of being so forthwith yeah I'd... so but anyways I, I i brought it up because he was talking about the things that like why he loved it outside of the fact that like kind of made his channel. He was talking about how he loved the AI and stuff. And I was just telling Devin, it was like the reason why I love it so much is like was playing with you. Yeah. Like it's one of the very first things we did for the podcast. And like, I remember that first night we didn't know what the fuck we were doing and we were getting attacked by that fucking lake. And I cut a tree <laughs> down. It just ruined all our work. And it was great, man. It was great. But it was fun. Yeah. Like, they, and the thing is, like, it was always fun, and like, the caves were always terrifying. And we spent like a solid two months playing that game until you're like, we gotta beat this. Are you ready to do that again? Yeah. Dope. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, like, I'm I'm ready to dive back in again. So, and that's why I'm trying to clear my back catalog up so I have like the time to do it. So, I have three no, days um, to beat Atomic Heart. Between it, are you enjoying it? What's that? Oh, sorry. Never mind. What did you say? I asked if you were enjoying it. Oh, no, I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh. No, um, but oh, okay. if I do not get it until launch, uh, I have... It comes out on the 21st, and I think Sons of the Force is the 23rd or 4th? 24th, yeah, I think. So I yeah, have yeah. three days. I got three days. <laughs> <laughs> Speed Racer. 
Um, but yeah, next week is Corpse Bride. It's kind of a, this season we've done some Tim Burton stuff. We did Nightmare Before Christmas. We're going to do Corpse Bride, and then we're going to do James and the Giant Peach. Not even Tim Burton, just that claymation yeah. style. Because yeah. Tim Burton didn't do two of these movies. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only did this one. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be next week. It's going to be a much more laid back style. Um, and then in the patron only discussion, that will be when Justin and I are slotting stuff. So I ask our patrons if there are movies you're looking forward to, if there are games, if there are books, if there are things on your horizon that you think we should consider as like the new release stuff, which we, we do. We haven't done it a lot because we've been so fucking busy. <laughs> but if there are new release stuff that you kind of want to see on there, hit up on Discord. Let us know and we'll slot it. Yeah, uh, uh, we won't be doing Callisto Protocol because that game was a disappointment. <laughs> oh yeah now just is actually like playing and reviewing all these games like we have a good filter he's like yeah instead of like just being excited for it and playing it on release like i'm sorry deadly permission too <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ. <laughs> uh now we can actually have a little bit of a, a feeler yes. before we dive into yes. a 70 dollar yeah. investment <laughs> uh but no i I'm really happy to have played Bioshock for the first time with you. Yeah, and me too. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I, I think that's so why Jessica kept offering me to like push it back because I'm sick, but like I want to talk about it. Like I really liked <laughs> well, it. I hope you. Like feel I had that a good time when it comes to Condemned because Condemned is the next game coming up on the podcast. Um, is yep. a game that like nobody really talks about, but everybody who remembers it, like has like a vivid memory of yeah it. I, we posted it in the in the discord people some people kind of popped off on yeah. it so <clears throat> i'm excited so that's what we got guys thanks for hanging out with us um we're gonna head to the campfire for the patrons but everyone else till next time stay scary the here's johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.